0: Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Recently, associates from across the enterprise were invited to share their COVID-19 experiences as part of this podcast, and we heard from Katrina Wilson. Katrina is a care coordinator at the Nemours Primary Care Office in Milford, Delaware.
1: Care coordinator means that we do support care for our providers. We work with trying to close all the gaps in the patient's care. Uh, We also do the uh, social determinants to make sure that the barriers that families identify, we help them to work through them and resolve them or at least give them resources because they know that people are not going to worry about keeping an appointment if they don't have food to put on their tables. So within the Milford office, families come in that are homeless, and they need to seek shelter immediately. Delaware has a 211 that we refer a lot of families to, but families that have been in a system for years, they don't like for you to refer them to 211 because they've used it, they've called it, it has not worked for them. So then I start looking into the local resources, trying to connect people, whether it be through social service to make sure that they're connected there to find Emergency housing as far as either shelters or hotels. And for food, they have emergency foods through social services. Plus, we have a list of churches in our area where they can get emergency foods. Because unfortunately, the food bank has criterias where it whether it be disabled or age driven in this area. A lot of people that do go to the food bank on a monthly basis, they are 65 plus or their disabled families. But since the pandemic, the food bank has a truck and it goes in all different neighborhoods and all different areas. They've stepped up their game tremendously.
0: As a core function within primary care, care coordinators need to be organized and resourceful. And they must, must, must be excellent communicators. Turns out these are the very skills Katrina possesses and uses daily and they came in handy as life in the pandemic of 2020 closed in around her and her family around this time last year.
1: Well, the end of March, we were told we had to go home. That was major. I had never worked from home before, all these years of working. And I had to go home and set up and my husband was home. So both of us were working at home. I think I had been home for about two weeks and that second week my brother my only brother being 55 years old had a massive heart attack and was hospitalized for six months because of the loss of oxygen he pretty much has had to learn to do everything over again so that was devastating. He was on a ventilator for two and a half and after the fourth day of being on a ventilator, the neurologists asked us to come together as a family to make a decision whether we wanted him to stay on the ventilator, not knowing what a condition of life would be. We all came together as a family, my mother, my other sisters, and the grandchildren, and made a decision, talking to the doctor and the social worker from the hospital, that it's been four days. And in four days, we cannot give up. We have faith and we have hope. Therefore, we are going to give this more time. If we have to address it again, we will. But right now, we say, Keep him on a ventilator as long as you can. That went on. It just so happened that in two and a half weeks, they were able to start weaning him. Boy, were we thankful that we made the decision that we did. He slowly got better and he slowly started breathing on his own and communicating by blinking his eyes. I mean, the whole deal. And he started crying a lot. So we saw the emotions come into play and we would just call him and talk and laugh. The nurses kept saying, boy, you guys are great. No, we believe in life. (laughs) He's a single man, so I had to help support the efforts of getting him better, figuring out insurances, figuring out disabilities, figuring out all of those things in order for him to have some quality life. As he got better, they tried to talk us into putting him into a nursing home, and we said no, and the therapist kept saying, well, I want you to know that this is a hard job, This is not a job that you're going to be able to work and you're going to be able to have a normal life. That was devastating, needless to say. So I worked through that while working, made my managers aware of it. About another month passed by, my husband, who is a dean of students in the Newark area, lost his job of 20 years. Wow, What can I say about the pandemic? All of this was happening at one time. If I did not have faith, I do not know where I would be. So I kept on working and kept going. And my husband, he said, I'll figure something else out. Throughout all of that, in July, my first granddaughter graduated from high school. And then she was to go to college. So... We went through, maybe she wouldn't have a graduation, to it was going to be a different kind of graduation. The school district toyed with that. I was hurting for her because I wanted her experiences to be great, like my experiences were graduating from high school. We did have a graduation. Four family members were able to come. that was a great thing. She didn't know if she was going to be going to college. She is attending Tuskegee University in Alabama right now. And finally, they said, yes, we're going to allow all the freshmen to come. I was so happy for her. It went on to things started becoming abnormal normal again. We started learning to live in that. And we just went on. My brother got better after two months. My husband was notified by his school district that all of the deans were going to be called back, not knowing if it's going to be to their same school, but they would be called back. It was a roller coaster ride that would not end. So I worked through that while working, made my managers aware of it. And I can say my managers were very, very supportive. My VBSO managers were very supportive. You know, there were some days I was very productive and there was other days I wasn't as productive. My one manager, Christine Massey, she would call me and say, Trina, you want to talk? How's everything going? She was constantly asking me about my brother, getting updates. She has a prayer group. They started praying for my brother. That was so valuable to me to know that she was that supportive.
0: And it was her Namur supervisor to whom Katrina turned for support when she realized that the time had come for some intensive self-care.
1: I think it was October I got up one Monday morning. I had had a massive headache from Sunday to that Monday. I got up that morning and I said, you know what? I need time out. I called my manager. I told her I'm not feeling good. I had this massive headache. She said, okay, take the day off. I said, no, I need time out. I know my body. I know what my mind is telling me and it's telling me that I need to back up. She said, okay, Trina, so what are you talking about? I said, I probably need a week off now. I could have just said, I'm sick, whatever, and wrote it out. Or I could have said, I need a vacation day, but I needed her to know that I knew myself well enough that I knew when to ask for help. And the help was to take time and not be connected to (laughs) more during that time and just focus in on me for a week because everybody has their point of being overboard. Some people know their points and some people don't. As I've been on this Nemours journey, I've learned that if I get a certain level of stress, whether it be from home or work, I know when it's time for me to have quiet time. To have time where I can go and meditate and just focus in on me, admitting what I can do, what I can't do, knowing when to admit those things. You have to learn it. Everybody doesn't have that ability. It's a learn thing it was a lot going on. So I was crying all the time. And then as things started to go better, when I would reflect, I'd be very emotional. I would do breathing exercises that helps tremendously just breathe. I would just say to myself, breathe. And I would do that. Sometimes it carries you on where you can finish your task. And then sometimes it's like, okay, the breathing is getting me to a certain level, but I just need to shut down. I don't need a computer. I don't need a phone. I don't need to talk on a house phone. I don't need to talk to certain people. I just need to be within myself. But it takes a while before you get there.
0: Despite her own trials during the pandemic, Katrina was able to find a reserve from within to help others, especially her fellow Namor's associates.
1: I had one co-worker that was in the emergency room, had just been diagnosed with COVID and she called me from the emergency room and wanted me to tell her how to pray. So of course I prayed with her, then I told her how to pray. How to pray is just talking to your God, whomever your God is. You talk. You can talk to your God just by having a conversation and being aware that you believe in that higher being or you believe in your God of choice. She was so grateful. Whenever there's something going on, they will always reach out and just want that support. I try to be careful about it. I I never respond right away. I try to think about it and I might pray about it what I'm going to say to them. I try to make it meaningful and powerful that's going to touch their heart and touch their soul in order for them to regroup, digest and move on. I enjoy my job. I think over the years, what's kept me here, Nemours has a great reputation and what they do, what they've done for people, Nemours has always been there to take care of families and they had such a great reputation. So that's made my job a little bit easier. The team that's around me, it's funny, I have two teams. I work with care coordinators, which it's 13 of us up and down the state and Pennsylvania. And Delaware. And I have a team here, the Milford team. So my Milford team, I am pretty much the support to helping them contact their families to help them to meet their needs as far as their preventative care and their follow-ups when families do not go to specialists that they've been referred to. I'm the person who follow-ups and say, hey, you really need to get into that cardiologist. Your doctor gave you the referral. You really need to follow up. And the care coordination team, we do the same thing. We support each other by giving suggestions and how to reach people and how to address barriers. That's a biggie, how to address barriers. And it's funny because people have their own unique way of how to do that. And so we really help each other with that. I definitely would like to give a shout out to Pal Rodriguez. She has been in the Dover practice for, I think, 18, maybe 20 years now. And she's very resourceful. I'm telling you, their motto is to do whatever it takes. And that's who she is, who she's always been and very inspiring person. On the primary site, I like to shout out Joel Matos Gonzalez. Joel is the lead PSR. He also has that same mentality, whatever it takes for our patients. And he does whatever's asked of him And sometimes, what's not asked of him, which other people should have done, he's that kind of person. So I shout both of them out.
0: Katrina Wilson is a care coordinator at the Nemours Primary Care Practice in her hometown of Milford, Delaware. The Nemours Champions for Children podcast is centered on the stories of Nemours associates just like you. And right now, we're collecting your COVID-19 stories to share with your fellow associates and the public and for the historic record. We hope you'll consider taking part in a remote recording session with me in the near future. It's easy. It takes about half an hour. Individuals and groups are welcome. Social distancing protocols apply. To set up an interview at your convenience, email podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. The Namores podcast is available on NamoresNet and the Nemours Now app, as well as your favorite podcast app and your smart speaker. It's free for streaming and download. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share with your fellow associates, family, friends, and just about anyone. Thanks to our production team, Deborah Griffin, Peter Adebi, and Savannah Pettit. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turners Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Katrina Wilson, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children we serve.